Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better. And today's guest, I am very excited to. Um, they are a former U.S. Well, they are a U.S. Navy vet who chose to go through the BUDS SEAL training twice, and they failed out for good reasons. It's freaking insane. They've had 12 years of video production, former professional skydiver. Then they got the once-in-a-lifetime job to learn from a $100 million a year CEO in real time, watches the success and mistakes in real time. That's then seven years ago. They started their first e-com business which had early successes and then blew up in his face, causing over a hundred K in debt. But then he spent his years honing his craft, getting better and better. He launched multiple courses, which failed, but taught him that the key was focus. So he started saying no more than yes, which allowed him to launch his YouTube ad agency, which in the first year made 16,000. But in year two, because of that focus, he increased it over a thousand percent, making 186 K in the second year he's on pace to make 600k in his third year in 2023 so ladies and gentlemen please put your hands together for the founder of proven digital man when you say it like that it gets me excited too right <laughs> you, you got it, it, it's it's something new i've been doing i've been using ai to get the rough outline of the thing and then i just yeah. go in and i play with it make it the ai just gives facts it doesn't give feelings yeah so i jump in there trying to make it a little more fun nolan thank you so much for being on the show i love it man yeah thanks for having me it's uh, excited to talk to you so i i got to get to know you a little bit we had a, a, a before you jumped on the podcast we had a call we talked you saw that it was not just some guy looking for clout. I actually want to know a bit about you. So I'm going to give the baton over to you, the microphone over to you. Please introduce yourself to my audience so they can get to know how crazy cool you actually are. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I guess I, as you probably heard most of everything he just said, but yeah, my name is Nolan Harper, um, Navy veteran. And I, I kind of stumbled into entrepreneurship. I didn't really know what entrepreneurship was. And I just, I, I started testing little ways of making extra money here and there. Uh, I mean, 10, 15 years ago, I'm 34 years old now. Um, and then it started kind of snowballing. And the further I got in the rabbit hole, the more interested I got and the more it became just an absolutely burning passion. Um, not just for the money, just uh, it's a completely different lifestyle. I, uh, I love working. I love uh, providing value if I can. And so um, I don't know, like it just I, I caught the bug and I went all in and I've, I've failed a whole lot and I still to the, I'm still failing to this day. Um, but the goal is to fail forward and, and keep improving and get a little bit better every day. So that that is awesome. Like that, that like just just the incredible stuff you've done. Like you went from a Navy vet doing the buds twice, which if anybody's seen any videos on the buds, you know, you have to already be a, a bit special to try out because that's next level like really like five hours is like did you do like five like isn't one of them it's like you're living off like an hour of sleep yeah so um i was fortunate enough to go through buds back in uh oh when was that 2007 uh i believe it was yep 2007 and i was 19 years old at the time and it was an incredible experience i had just actually failed out of junior college which is funny to say but i i just wasn't in that place mentally 
And uh, I had always wanted to be a SEAL since I was six years old. And I decided I was like, now is the time to do it. And so I trained up for about a year, um, just every day running, swimming. Um, I mean, all day in the gym, just trying to build my, my mental stamina and my physical strength. And then um, the day came, uh, I left and I went out and uh, I, I got to sign up for the Navy and I went through boot camp and um, I was through, I was actually in a really cool class. It was their Navy's very first time to try putting everybody who's going to go to buds into one boot camp class. And then we all went to buds together. So the guys that I went through uh, boot camp with, we actually went to buds together. Uh, and, you know, most of those uh, fell off, but some of them are, uh, they've done very, very well for themselves um, in the SEALs and have reached the highest tiers, which is pretty cool. Um, but that was uh, something I wanted uh, all my life. Uh, at least I thought I wanted looking back. Uh, there's a lot of reasons that I'm actually glad that I actually didn't make it. Um, the reason I didn't make it was, uh, well, there's two reasons. The first reason, the most obvious is medical. Um, I had some some injuries that prevented me from going any further. But the second is mental. Um, I would say that um, I probably could have pushed uh, through the, most of those injuries. And it's hard to say that, right? Cause it means that I would, I'm, I was the bottleneck. I was the failure point. It wasn't an outside external source. I can't cast blame. It was, um, and so the days were exhausting. They were long. Um, and I learned more about myself in nine months, uh, which is embarrassing to say also, because I kept getting rolled back. I had to start over a couple of times, but, um, I learned more about myself in that time than I had in my previous 19 years. And, uh, it was just, it was an opportunity to, uh, push myself further than I thought was possible and show me that um, my own limitations were my own uh, the limitations were in my mind. They were only what I told myself they were. So yeah, that was an incredible experience. Um, ultimately didn't make it. Um, and I, I had a choice to continue on and risk severe, severe injuries. I, uh, I decided to, to leave with the small chance, less than 10% chance of getting orders to go back and try for a third time. And so I, I took that and I healed up for three years. I went and deployed to the Middle East. Um, I was doing um, security for high value assets and small boat operations off the coast of Iraq. And then um, I, I worked really, really hard, got in with the right crowds and I got orders to go back to Buds. And unfortunately, I blew out my knee for the third time a week before leaving to go back out to California. So I said, you know what? There's probably somewhere else that I should be in this world right now. And, and this is probably not it. So at that point, I went ahead and, and left the Navy. But yeah. Pretty sure the, the universe was trying to tell you, Bud, uh, <laughs> the Buds aren't for you. This is the third time. Like. Yeah, got desperate, blowing out your knee. Um, so you leave the. What happens now? So I I left the Navy. I went and got a job at Apple. Uh, you know, put myself back into school. I think at this time I was 23, and I had failed out of junior college before. And I it's just a different time, different place, and my head was in a much better spot. And so I actually uh, I applied myself in school, came out with uh, almost a 4.0 um, GPA, uh, got a degree in criminal justice, which. Um, I didn't use even a little bit and that was kind of, kind of a waste of time, but it was, it was good for me to be out there doing something. Um, my, my views on college have definitely shifted, but since the Navy had it covered, it wasn't a, a big, so, uh, I think after I went through, I got my degree in criminal justice, my bachelor's, and then I, I started, um, a couple of different jobs I kind of bounced around. I was a car salesman at one point and, uh, learned a little bit about selling, um, got, uh, you know, my butt handed to me in that world. And, um, I became a, uh, ultimately became a, a flight instructor, a, 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 um, an indoor skydiving instructor at iFly. 
And um, that was right around the time I had um, started skydiving. And I always wanted to be a skydiver. Part of the, the perk of being a SEAL would have been to be a skydiver. And since I missed out on that, I was like, I'm still going to get this in. So I became a skydiver. And I, uh, I amassed over, over, I don't know, seven or eight years, I amassed around uh, just under 1,200 skydives. Uh, which sounds like a lot, but I know guys who have over 25,000 skydives. And for so, someone who has zero, that's a heck of a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and, um, and then working in the wind tunnel, um, it gave me the ability, if you've never tried iFly, it's, it's phenomenal. You should definitely go try it. It's, uh, it's the same as the sky. And um, because of working in there, I got, uh, I think it was just under 3,000 hours in the wind tunnel. It, which is funny because it's not a skill that translates to anything else in the world. So it really, it's not, it's not even a bragging point. It's kind of like, well, I just spent a lot of time in the wind. Um, you have to think though, if I spent 3000 hours, um, most skydivers spend 60 seconds in free fall. And um, I spent around 3000 hours in the equivalent of free fall. So I learned how to fly my body in an incredible way uh, in the sky. And that led to me getting to be a part of some world records. I don't hold them anymore. Um, I was a part of groups that did, but I got to get into this community that was incredible um, and, and traveled, you know, all over the country and even the world uh, flying in the sky and, uh, and in wind tunnels, which was a pretty awesome experience. Insane. That, wow. That to bring you up to, Hey, you're now working with a multi hundred millionaire uh, CEO. How, how did that like how did that happen that world those two worlds collide so i think at this point the being in the uh the skydiver it, you're always broke most skydivers are pretty broke as uh, because we pour all of our money into skydiving and um so i kept looking for little ways to make money on the side and i'd done video i'd made videos for a very long time video production everything from weddings to um little like gym videos and stuff and so i uh i was working for uh, I was doing a video for a client on the side. It was a gym and they said, Hey, we got this guy who we just hired to help us grow our gym. And uh, he's looking for a videographer. And I was like, well, I'm trying to start my own video production company right now. That's not really for me. They're like, okay. Months later, they came back and said, Hey, he's still looking. You sure you don't want to try? And I was like, okay, I'll, ch I'll check him out. So I went and checked him out. Um, no website, nothing. And uh, I was like, this is super sketchy. And the, the job post was like, work from home. You can make, you know, really good money at the time for that role. Um, and your total flexibility anywhere in the country, you know, it's all the perks and everything. I was like, okay, this is, this sounds fake, whatever. I'll go through it. And wait, like coming from a fraud background myself, I'm like, that is 20 red flags just in work from home. That's enough red flags to say, no, thank you. Yeah. And this was long before anyone worked from home. I mean, this was so long before, uh, companies were virtual or anything. It was like the weirdest thing. And, uh, so I, I was like, okay, I'll go through the process. And I went through the interview process and met some incredible people and something felt a little different, but I, I uh, was like, I'm going to keep pressing forward. I ended up getting hired. Uh, I was very, very fortunate uh, to get hired to a company called Jim launch. Now, if you're in for, uh, if you're familiar with the entrepreneur space, you're probably familiar with a guy named, um, Alex Ramosi. So I was fortunate enough to get hired by, uh, Alex and Layla and, um, just incredible people. And, I actually went to the very first um, all-team meeting. It ended up being their only all-team meeting right after I got hired. And it was, uh, I was living in Dallas, Texas at the time, and it was in Austin. I drove down and I met Alex and I met the team and I went back home and I told my girlfriend at the time and I said, "I we need to move. We, we need to move to Austin right now. We need to sell my house. I literally sold my house. That's how much conviction I had. So I don't know what this is. I don't know where it's going. I don't know 
I don't know why I feel this way, but I, I need to be as close to the, this as possible because uh, something's happening here really cool. So I picked up and sold my house on a moment's notice, moved down to Austin. And for about two and a half to three years, um, I, I worked um, in the marketing department for, uh, for Alex. And in that time, um, I got to watch as we went from about 30 million to about 110 million, I believe is about where I, I left. Um, and the lessons that I learned, things that I got to see just opened my eyes to a broad world. And somewhere in the past few years prior to that, I had started a couple of uh, businesses that started an e-com business that, um, man, I, I got early success and I thought I'd made it, right? Like I got to 20K a month and I was like, yes, like this is it. This is the life I've been wanting, I've been waiting for. Um, unfortunately, I didn't know anything about business and that crashed and burned in the worst possible way. And it threw me into about a hundred grand of debt, which is why I ultimately ended up needing a job, right? I needed, mm -hmm. needed income. So, um, who knew that was like the best possible thing that could have happened to me, uh, even sitting in hundred K of debt for uh, a number of years. And, uh, so went to work and learned an insane amount. Uh, I was privileged to work for him, uh, for Alex and Layla and learned from them firsthand and uh, he taught me most of what I thought I knew. I thought I knew about marketing before, but he taught me uh, 10 times more than I, I knew. Um, and I, I got to watch them build this empire and I got to be a part of it, which was an absolute privilege. And uh, if you've never looked them up, go look them up. They're incredible people. Uh, all their content is real. They actually live what they, you know, live the way they preach. So love those guys. So yeah, that, that kind of led me, um, you know, up until about, I guess, about two years ago now. Um, and I got to a point where they had poured so much into me that there was a, a skill set mismatch based on what they needed, um, what I could provide and what I actually was providing. And so I went to them and I said, Hey, I love working for you guys. Do you have an opportunity for me to continue growing, um, uh, in the coming years? The, the conversation just basically ended up being, well, you know, we don't really know what this next venture is. And by now, most people know what his current venture is, if you know anything about him. Um, but that was still kind of coming out. It wasn't, we weren't really sure what that was going to be. And they weren't sure what the growth opportunity was. Um, and so because of that, I started looking at what my options were. And that was to get another job where it closely matched the skills that, that uh, I'd been gifted with um, or, um, you know, try and go out on my own. And at the time working for Jim launch, um, they sell a high ticket product. Uh, it's a $16,000 product to gym owners where they teach gym owners how to run the business. If you are a gym owner, you need to go pay for gym launch. Uh, they will make you so much more than you pay. I promise you that. But I got to sit down with hundreds and hundreds of gym owners who had their lives changed. I don't mean they had like a little win. They didn't make just a little more money. I mean, lives changed. They were able to pay off their house. They were able to take their family on the first vacation in years. The average gym owner makes around $30,000 a year um, paying for $16,000 program. So spending 50% of you know, their entire income on a program. So it's a big, you know, it's a big commitment, but the lives that the way that they changed after was incredible. I, I got to sit and interview and talk to each one of these people. And I got this conviction that nobody else really, I, I don't, I don't think almost anybody else in the company had, cause I was just overwhelmed. I was like, man, like, this is so cool. How much of an impact, uh, Jim launch and Alex have had on these people. I said, I want to go find people just like him and I want to market for them. I want to do the same job that I did for him, but at a bigger scale and reach more people doing more things. Um, 
And so I, I walked out going, okay, how do I want to do this? And I, I started a YouTube ads agency because I believe YouTube ads are the, the future of advertising. They are the biggest platform. They are the best platform in my opinion. And that's coming from more experience on Facebook than YouTube when I started this. Um, and I said, I'm going to go help people build their businesses um, and scale them in a way that's meaningful so they can reach more people, have an impact um, and, and grow. Uh, I know that was a long tangent, but yeah, that, that kind no, of I, it was. Look, I was thoroughly enjoying the whole thing because I, I to be honest, I didn't think you were going to drop who it was because because I didn't want to bring it up because this story is about you. So I wasn't sure if you're going to bring him up. But like that, that is like an incredible asset to have being connected with someone like Alex and learning firsthand how to build a business and then have him pretty much giving you the confidence, him and Layla giving you the confidence to go off and help others exactly like him in your own way. And I agree with you. I think YouTube is the future as a platform. So advertising on YouTube, it's, I think it's, it's, it can be comparable to advertising on TV. Yeah, That's all it is. It's the next generation of TV. So like you're already, you, you got to play in the biggest sandbox mm-hmm. <laughs> to learn. And now you're off helping other people and just 10 xing their value there. Um, I wish I could co- say that that experience made me, you know, impenetrable, but I'll be honest, I I've made just about every mistake in the book that I've, you know, uh, watched other people make and I knew not to make and I was told not to make uh, and I still made those mistakes again. And so it, it's it's funny. Um, it, we, we as humans need to be reminded more than we need to be taught. And so many times uh, in the past couple of years, I've had to be reminded of lessons that I already had learned once. I just had to learn it again. Because <laughs> you learned it in a different, like, were they the same uh, lessons I don't like to look at failures as failures or lessons. They're just like, you didn't learn the lesson here. We're going to teach you the lesson again. Yeah. Were the lessons very similar or were they like the outcome, like the, the solution was the similar, but the, the issue was different or the lesson was. Um, same lesson, same outcome. <laughs> I, I, feel I just had to learn it again and again and again. I just, I don't know if it's just a, an entrepreneur thing or if it's a me thing, but I just, it, it took me a few times of, of making the same mistakes to go, oh yeah, like I should probably stop doing that. I'll give you one of the biggest mistakes is just focus, right? Like number one thing right now is that like the reason, I can tell you the reason that 99% are not successful at whatever it is they're trying to achieve, it doesn't have to be money uh, with their families, with their their jobs, their lifestyles. The reason they're not successful is because they didn't focus. Um, I became a, a very, um, uh, I, I was, I became a skydiver at a very high level very quickly because I was obsessed and I put all my effort, all my focus and energy into skydiving. When I wasn't skydiving, I was thinking about it. When I was in the sky, I was dissecting every little piece of how to get better. There's no difference between that and every area of your life, right? The, the only thing standing between you and your outcomes focus. And so like, uh, if you're not as fit as you want to be, if you're not, you know, as jacked as you want to be or whatever, like it's because you haven't put the focus into your eating and your your gym time. If your business isn't what, what, what you want it to be, it's because you're trying to start five businesses and you're not putting all your eggs into one. Uh, I, I, I've made that mistake countless times and it's one I'm still constantly making. And I, um, I, I'm the, the solution to that is auditing your time and saying, where is my time actually going? And is this moving me towards the end goal? And uh, I'd love to say that I've got all the answers on that, but I, I can tell you, I'm still going to make that mistake probably a hundred more times. And I'm just going to, I'm going to step back and say, hopefully that each mistake gets a little bit smaller than the last one. 
but we constantly just need to be shifting our focus back to that one thing that we're moving. We can do anything we want. We just can't do everything. That's a great tip. Like I, I, I generally ask for a tip in the episode from uh, my guests so that they can, the entrepreneurs who are listening can take it. But that's a great tip just right off the bat without even asking. Providing more value than that. Um, <laughs> what, wait, hold on. Uh, you, you obviously in your whole career, You've had moments, obviously, when you were working with, I, I want to focus more on your your personal business, the proven, because we just have to look at Alex's success and we can attribute to yours because you were the marketing mind behind one of the marketing minds behind it. But in your proven, uh, proven, my brain. Proven is, digital. Yeah, yeah. You're proven di- I have it right ahead of me right here. God, I'm like trying to look everywhere else, but the where I have to proven digital. Um what are some of the wins that you've gotten that like just cemented that? Yeah, this is, this is what I'm doing. Like it cements that you're, you are helping the, uh, the, the entrepreneurs out there that have a pure reason why of man, this is the fun part. Um, before I answer that question, let me tell you that last year, I, uh, the past two years, since I started the business, I gauged my success off of my own income, which is very short sighted. And so my challenge to myself this year was to gauge my success off of my clients wins um, which is, uh, it sounds really like, you know, I don't know, woo woo or whatever, but I'll tell you, like, uh, it's so gratifying to see my clients take off. So I've got clients that are doing between four to five X return on ad spend, um, consistently. So every time they put a dollar in, they're making four to $5 back out and, um, they're doing it over and over again. But the cool thing about my approach is that, um, I actually came into the YouTube ad side with a broader skill set than just the YouTube ads. In fact, YouTube ads, I would say, uh, have been an ongoing um, passion that I've been trying to learn for the past uh, probably three, three and a half years. And um, maybe not quite that, three years. And, um, And just take it to the highest possible level with that. But one thing that I realized when I was working at those other companies was that uh, a marketing marketing can only be as successful as the rest of the pipeline. And so we have this idea in our mind, like a lot of people think a marketing agency can just step in, turn on ads, and then the leads and sales start flowing. Um, but what they don't realize is there's actually, we'll, we'll call it three different levers, right? You've got your ads, your funnel, and your, your sales systems, right? And those are all completely different. And if your sales systems and your funnel are not adapted properly for the type of platform and the type of ads that you're running, then none of it's going to work. And so this is where you get a lot of businesses that have agencies that come on and that may have gotten results for other people that they'll come on and then they don't get results for that business. And the business owners sitting there going, why? I don't understand. They have great testimonials. Why didn't it work? I just spent, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollars with them. Uh, why didn't my business do what they did for other people? And there's the reason is really simple. It's that ad agencies are ill-equipped to handle the entire pipeline. Okay, if you can actually control all of the pipeline, then you can virtually guarantee success in your marketing as long as those people actually know what your business is. If they understand your business, then they can build you a top to bottom pipeline. And so that's actually an offer that I'm rolling out currently. I accidentally started doing it um, when I had YouTube ads clients that weren't succeeding. I went in and I started changing their funnel. I started making adjustments here, adjustments there. I started coaching them. I started making tweaks to their offer. Uh, And it wasn't until I did that that their results started just pouring in. Um, I was getting, uh, I took one client from doing about 150 a month. They're currently sitting at 500 a month. We're pacing to uh, hit a million a month in this year. And so 
but that came from adjusting their sales systems. It came from adjusting their, their, you know, their funnel. It came from looking at the entire picture and not just the ads and hoping, hoping that their systems would work with the ads. I love that. I love that. So going in and doing a holistic approach to the, uh, to the, the problem that they have, if the, the ads aren't converting, okay, let's take a look and see where else the problem could be because obviously ads convert. You have testimonials upon testimonials of that. And, you know, so that works. Whereas then you see maybe it's the funnel, maybe it's the, uh, the, uh, order, uh, the, um, offer. It's, it's all important that they all have to align. And I love how you're coming in with this holistic approach, looking for the win for your client, which ends up being a win for you. It's, it's mutual beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. And my business is performance based. And so I'm able to charge my clients a significant, significantly more than most agencies, but that's because I'm only winning when they're winning. Um, and the results, uh, make it so that it doesn't really matter what they're paying me. It's worth it. Um, and so that's, that's the nice thing about performance-based models. They're very risky. So if you don't have the skill set, or if you don't have the right team with the right skill sets, uh, it's a very risky model, right? You could put a lot of effort in, um, and it, it may go nowhere and then you don't make any money right now you've poured effort and, and attention into something that didn't produce and that's really difficult and that's one of the mistakes that i made when i first launched my business the reason i made uh only sixteen thousand my first year was that um i started going after the wrong people and i didn't fully flush out my offer yet either i knew all the systems i knew how it worked and i knew that i could get results uh, but I wasn't, I, I was, I was kind of going into it expecting for it to be what everyone else is talking about with, you know, ad agencies like, Hey, yeah, just run some ads for people. They'll pay you lots of money. You know, it's great. Um, and so I came at it from a little bit different approach and said, if I'm going to be performance based, then I need more control. Right. And they were, they were happy. My clients, when I started approaching them, asking for more control, they were happy to hand it over because they knew that, you know, I wanted to make more money. And the only way I was going to make more money was if I could adjust the entire pipeline, right? You imagine there's 50 different points that the things that you can change, there's a lot more than that, but we're just going to say 50, <laughs> 50 different things you can change everywhere along the pipeline, everything from the messaging, the pacing, you talk about the, the style of the ad creative, then you get into headlines, you get into um, structures, you get into the VSLs, you get into um, the nurture sequences, the opt-in sequence, the the sales sequence, the uh, every piece of it has to have um, alignment. So I actually coined a term. It's called sales-aligned marketing, um, and that is where we start. If you imagine that your marketing is a wheel, um, make it the center of the wheel. Uh, I'm sorry, your sales are the, the center of the wheel, the the one constant that stays in place, but it can change direction. And your marketing is all the way out on the outside of the wheel. So as it's spinning, um, we're changing everything else. We're changing the, the ads. We're changing the funnel. We're changing all these other things to align with the sales. But if the sales, if, if this is the angle of your marketing and your sales are pointed out this direction, it's not going to work. You have to align the sales with the marketing efforts. And so since we start from the center and work out, um, we actually align the sales and then figure out uh, or sorry, we, we align the marketing and then figure out where the, how the sales need to adjust their messaging to start selling. Um, and that's when it just, the floodgates open. And that's, that's when it gets really, really fun with businesses. So I actually launched a couple of clients this past week. Um, one of them is already at a Forex ROAS in, uh, I guess, I'm sorry. I launched him one month ago. He just hit a Forex ROAS. 
Um, and he's, he's still, he's holding that. Like it's not, it wasn't just a one-off, like we're scaling right now. And he's, he's holding at a Forex, which is pretty awesome. That is, that is freaking awesome. Like getting those wins for your clients. Cause it just shows off that you, it gives that self-confidence back to you. Like, yes, I know what I'm talking about. Okay, good. I can go to someone else and tell them exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we are coming to the near the end of it, and I hate it. You're a thoroughly, and I, I still have questions about jumping out of like, <laughs> <laughs> like that is like weird. Like you're like I'm, I want to jump out of a plane professionally, yeah. um, and then like I can understand in the wind tunnel because it's like it's safe. There's a safer sure. thing, you know. You don't have a fraction of a second before you hit the ground. Here, you're you're literally jumping out of a perfectly working plane like i want to do it like once that's it yeah <laughs> like, I, get it man, off my book. <laughs> i fully respect that i'll tell you that like i think everyone's fear of of that uh, i think there's two pieces to it one is the you know you, fear of the unknown in how everything works the equipment but then there's a fear of the gap between the airplane and the ground you you have always looked out of an airplane whenever you fly somewhere and you wonder what's between you and the ground. Like, you know, it's air, but you wonder what it tangibly is. And so there's this moment uh, on my very first skydive uh, when I left the plane, there's this moment where you, you, you panic. And then you realize that you, like, once you like, let's say you're screaming, there's a moment where you realize you can't scream anymore and you need to catch your breath. And in that moment, that's typically when people realize on their very first skydive that they're okay. They're just falling and they're like, there's nothing to worry about. Like they're fine. So they, in that moment, a light bulb usually goes on for people where they start looking around and start observing where they are. And they start understanding that I'm between the airplane and the ground now, and I'm not dead yet. Um, and the other parts of this is the equipment, right? If you understand how it works, you actually understand it's extremely safe. I've only cut away from one parachute ever. And it was something that I probably could have fixed, but it was, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth the risk. And so I just, I got rid of it. And basically that means you, you, you pull, uh, you know, a lever and you, you fall away from the current parachute and you open another parachute. Um, and I can tell you it's, I, I actually became a skydiver because I was a pilot first and I kept looking out the window. Um, and I can tell you that skydiving to me is, feels a lot safer than flying a plane. <laughs> so I, I don't know if that's encouraging for you or not, but that's, that's uh, uh, I can tell you that's how I feel about it. But that's, yeah, a lot of skydivers will probably chime in with that. <laughs> I'm taking it from the point of view that you're a skydiver. You legitimately, legitimately have something wrong with you because you want to be outside of the plane Probably. and not as the pilot who's like, I don't trust flying because that gives me a lot more anxiety. <laughs> Yeah, that's, there's, there's probably a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Um, I can say that it, you should you should definitely go try it. It's worth it, if, even if only once. And uh, it'll be an incredible experience. It'll probably open your eyes to there being a lot more possibilities out there than you thought. Um, no, it is it is high on the bucket list. Hopefully this year I can get that um, yeah. maybe in the maybe in the spring when uh, to start the new year off. Right. Um, but we're going to the spark question. Um, okay. It is from Seek Discomfort. You know, you uh, they they spark conversations with strangers who are just friends you haven't met yet. So, Nolan, what's holding you back from being the best version of yourself? Considering you've, you, pardon? I'm sorry. I know that was fast, but it was easy to say. This is something I've been doing a lot of thinking on the past uh, couple of months, and essentially, it's capacity. Um, I think the best version of myself is someone who has some kind of 
I don't really believe in balance when you look at ultimate success in any one thing, because everything success comes from focus and attention. The more you pour into it, more focus and attention, you go into something, um, the higher the level you achieve in that, in that area. And so for me, I think my current bottleneck, the thing that's holding me back is capacity. Uh, I am stretched very thin in my current business. And so I've reached an inflection point where I've been hiring for the past few months and bringing on a team and training them um, because ultimately the game of, of growth is, is capacity. It's how much can you handle in a given area? And the only way you can expand capacity is by getting additional help. Um, or changing what it is that you're delivering and offering. And so even whether we're talking about in business, whether we're talking about in finance, whether we're talking about relationships, um, it all comes down to our ability to handle more um, within a given constraint, whether that be time or um, money or whatever that constraint is, it's, it's being able to handle more within that. So that's, I think that's my, my bottleneck. And, and honestly, that's at every level of the game. So that will always be my bottleneck. Uh, it was the it was the the biggest bottleneck for me when starting the business. It will be the biggest bottleneck um, the entire time I'm in the business. And so until I'm fully removed, I think at that point you uh, you're at a point where capacity is no longer the problem. Um, at that point, I, I think the the bottleneck is is just I mean I'm not there, so I wouldn't know. But I, I guess it's probably allocation, right? It's like how do you how do you break everything up to find uh, the balance between you know, the things that ultimately bring you happiness is that uh, between your, uh, your work, your relationships, um, between all of your, your values, like what is it that's going to bring you the most joy in life? And so for me, um, I, I think once I've reached a point where capacity is not the problem, I think it'll be a, a, a balance because at that point I won't need any too much of any one thing and it will be uh, trying to find what fulfill, fulfills me the most. Long answer to a short question. A great answer to a short question, I have to say. Uh, Nolan, I'm going to jump off here. I'm going to give you the last little bit to let my audience know where they can follow you, how they can support you, and if they need some uh, holistic help with their ads, specifically to YouTube, how they can connect with you and uh, Proven Digital. Uh, pr yeah, Proven Digital. So the floor, sir, is yours. Perfect. Yeah, guys, um, it's been a privilege being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Phil. Um, yeah, if you want to find me, um, I don't have a massive social uh, media presence, uh, admittedly, because uh, most of my clients come to me from word of mouth. Um, so you can find me on Facebook, Nolan Harper, um, Instagram, nolan.t.harper. Um, yeah, hit me up on any one of those if you ever have any questions. Website is provendigital.com, prvndigital.com. I work primarily with uh, high ticket offers. So if you have a high ticket offer or anything from 5K and up, um, that's my bread and butter. That's what I love working with. So, um, reach out to me. Uh, if I can help you, I I'll, I'll let you know if I can't, I'll probably be able to connect you with someone who, who can, um, I've been fortunate enough to rub, uh, elbows with some phenomenal people, uh, in all areas. And so, uh, if I don't have the right solution, I can guarantee I know someone who does. So that's pretty much it. Awesome. Uh, Nolan, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, sharing your story and, uh, still not giving me peace of mind about jumping out of a plane but uh, what can we say that that's life um so again thank you so much for coming on the show you bet thanks so much for having me um to my audience of course as you know the links will be in the show notes down below please go ahead and check it out connect with nolan because uh, it's, it's it's worth your time trust me if this it, 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 just the two conversations I've had with Nolan have blown my mind. So uh, just imagine what you can do when you follow him on social media. And as always, remember to invest in yourself.